This is Weon, and you're listening to Gravitas Podcast, making sense of the news. And for the moment, we turn to Pakistan. We told you yesterday how the country's own lawmakers are worried the country could be headed towards a civil war. How the change of guard has triggered fresh political instability. For now, the country finally has a cabinet. A committee of senior ministers who will control the government policy. And the list of their challenges is a long one. Getting to that in a bit. First, let's tell you about the cabinet. 31 cabinet ministers and three ministers of state, at least 20 of the ministers are first-timers and the remaining 14 are political veterans. It's a mixture of experience and fresh blood. Which parties are these ministers from? Let me give you a quick breakdown. At least 13 ministries have gone to the PMLN, the Pakistan Muslim League Nawaz, that is Shehbaz Sharif's party. Nine ministries have gone to Pakistan People's Party. Four went to Jamiat Ulema A. Islam Fazal. Butahida Qaumi Movement got two. And one cabinet berth each was allocated to the Balochistan Awami Party, Pakistan Muslim League Qaid, and the Jamuri Watan Party. Interestingly, the most keenly awaited debutant has not taken oath as a minister, Bilawal Bhutto Zardari. He was the front-runner for the coveted post of foreign minister. But surprisingly, he has not been assigned any portfolio. And why is that? Has he been deliberately left out or is the decision his own? Before we get to that, let's first introduce you to the man, Bilawal Bhutto Zardari, Oxford educated, a black belt in Taekwondo and the chairman of the Pakistan People's Party. He is the son of Benazir Bhutto, the former Prime Minister of Pakistan, and Asif Ali Zardari, the former President of Pakistan. In December 2007, when his mother was assassinated, Bilawal was named her successor. He became the chairperson of the PPP. He was just 19 years old at the time and was studying at the Oxford University. The appointment was a tactical move, a bit to consolidate the party in the absence of his mother. His father even went to the extent of adding Bhutto to his last name, an attempt to keep the Bhutto legacy alive. Has Bilawal lived up to these expectations? Well, the answer really depends on who you ask. His critics say he is a good-for-nothing dynast. They mock his anglicized Urdu accent, a constant source of amusement for many Pakistanis. There are countless memes about Bilawal's speeches and gaffes. His supporters say there is more to him than his broken Urdu. They praise him for his brave stance on issues that many in Pakistan don't even speak about, like women's rights. He believes in taking women on, all, women on board in all matters. On civil rights, he has repeatedly defended the rights of minorities in Pakistan and on freedom of expression. He has often denounced the censorship of Pakistani media. When the Imran Khan government fell, Many expected Bilawal to get rewarded for his efforts to unite Pakistan's opposition. They pitched his name for foreign minister. The Pakistani media carried headlines on why he deserves the post. But that was not to be. Not only is Bilawal not the foreign minister, but he hasn't got any portfolio in the cabinet. And why is that? 
Some say he has refused to join the cabinet because it might hinder his political activities. Pakistan, remember, will be going to the polls next year. And Bilawal wants to hold rallies, not frame policies for the new government. Others say he is not in the cabinet because he is reluctant to work under Shehbaz Sharif. That, as the chairman of a leading political party, he does not want to play second fiddle in the government. They say he wants to wait for the next election to get a post that suits his family name and stature. Now, this has led to speculation that the ruling coalition is divided, that it's already not on the same page. Bilawal's actions are fueling this speculation further. Earlier today, he left for London to meet the former Prime Minister and PMLN Supremo Nawaz Sharif, the elder brother of Prime Minister Shehbaz Sharif. What for? Apparently, to discuss the current political situation. What situation? Sources privy to the development say that he is likely to take up the issue of non-inclusion of certain leaders in the cabinet, namely members of Awami National Party and the Balochistan National Party Mengal. Reports say these allies are not happy with the new cabinet and Bilawal Bhutto will discuss their grievances with Sharif Sr. So less than 10 days since the change of guard, the new government of Pakistan is already struggling to keep itself together. We knew this would happen, but we did not expect it to happen so soon. And political divisions is just one challenge. The other, of course, is Pakistan's economy. It's in the doldrums. Reports say the IMF has put Pakistan's current account deficit and inflation at higher levels. Their statistics are in sharp contrast to the targets set by the previous government. The World Bank has also released a report. It says around 34% of Pakistan's population is living on just $3.2 a day. That's 588 Pakistani rupees. The report also says Pakistan's key financial indicators are further worsening. It has asked the new government to implement urgent measures in order to fix them. In fact, the new Prime Minister Shehbaz Sharif has himself admitted that his country is drowning in debt. Poverty, unemployment, inflation. He says he will soon set the ship ashore and get Pakistan out of this financial mess. But to do that, Shehbaz Sharif will first have to get his house in order. He will have to keep the coalition together and bring all partners on the same page. And from the looks of it, this is not going to be an easy task for him. A lot depends on how Bilawal Bhutto's meeting with Nawaz Sharif pans out. This is a developing story and we will be keeping a track.